We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Football is back. A.B. is in Oakland, Levion's with the Jets, OBG and Jarvis Landry in Cleveland. One thing that hasn't changed, where I'm placing my bets this season. My bookie is a place to bet on football every weekend. It has better bonuses and more prop bets than any other sports book, period. This year, they're hosting the first online handicapping super contest. First place is guaranteed to win at least hundred grand, and it costs only 100 bucks to enter. All you got to do is pick five NFL games against the spare week to climb the leaderboard and score your share of the huge cash prize pool. My bookie has, lot, has live in-game betting, so you can bet on the games even after they start. And right now, they have a first deposit bonus. We're going to double your deposit. Put 100 bucks, get 100 back. back. Just use the promo code ARMCHAIR. And you bet, you win, you get paid. And also, check out their online mobile site. You can even bet from your phone. Have fun, guys. All right, guys. Welcome. It's Vlad Harris here on another Panther Rants podcast. I recorded one earlier, and I was about to upload it, but there's some stuff I left out, and I really didn't like the last podcast that I recorded, so I'm doing this again. It'll probably be a little shorter this time. Uh, we have some stuff that's going that's um come to my attention. And tragic local Pittsburgh news, um, at least for me, the Long John Silvers by Kennywood is closed, is reported by Doug Keklak. You can follow him at Doug Keklak, as he doesn't just talk about restaurant closings, you know, he does talk sports and whatnot. So go check him out, and for, for you Johnstown people, he's a J-Town native, Although I'm not really a J-Town native, my family, all my family is pretty much. So I get to hear the stories about how they had to walk to, you know, the, the Johnstown High School. Well, when I, my dad went to Bishop McCourt, so he had to walk to Bishop McCourt. I'm sure my mom had to walk from wherever she was at to um, Johnstown High School. So I always get those stories, you know, the when I was your age. But yeah, the Long John Silver's by came with closed, and... For me, the, you know, I, I, I've always been a Long John Silver's fan, and they're just, they're dying, and it sucks. And that one was open for a long time, probably, probably before I was born. Because you had, um, that you had the McDonald's that's always been there, and then you had Long John Silver's. And I think the Taco Bell came in the mid-90s. It was like early early 90s to mid. 
And that's when the Taco Bell craze really started to hit. Especially Pittsburgh. That's when the Taco Bell started to roll in. Say so yeah, those three. Then what used to be the Chinese buffet on that street, now it's torn down. I don't think it's anything anymore. There was, it, it was a Ponderosa. And like Ponderosa, I used to love getting a steak there. And after a while, I went to the, I, I loved the Grand Buffet. Because they had salad, they had, they had pasta, they had all kind of stuff. And of course, they had the other uh, shakes. Oh, no, not the shakes, the... The Sundays, where it was pretty much like, you know, frozen milk. <clears throat> then the shopping center was at Bank, and there was Thrift Drug. In the middle somewhere, well, there was a Michael's, I think, as Doug pointed out to me. Was it Michael's or was it something else? I forget. I know he tweeted to me, and I forgot to look at it. But I think there was something else even before that, but I forget what it was. But then you had the Kmart. And that Kmart was a fixture there. Because you had Kmart and then hills on up the hill. And I remember when I closed Kmart, that was a big deal. People were pissed off over it. I mean, that Kmart parking lot is where, where I learned to parallel park. That was a, you know. But yeah, rest in peace. And I know there's the one up in Century 3 that's still open, the Long John Silver's. It merged, you know, it's an, also an A&W, and I used to go there to get, you know, I used to actually go there to get their burgers from A&W because they were char-grilled char and they were delicious. But I think the last time I was ever in one of those, it was trashy. I mean, at least, I mean, the Long John Silver used to always be clean. And now I'm hearing that Dell's isn't that good. Well, one person said that on Twitter, but, you know, if I ate to my one ice cream, I went to, I went to Dell's and Munhall. Uh, the Scoop, or whatever it's called, that's in Blinken Place, that's up the street from my parents' house. I've never been there. I drove past it a whole bunch of times. I know they put a Dell's 2 in Lincoln Place at one point, but I was never there for it. I don't think it, I don't think it really did any, did any good because the location just wasn't good. And nobody's really going to go... I mean, two ice, cream, two ice cream parlors in Lincoln Place just makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. I mean, they have a pizza shop there, and... That thing's been open forever. I mean, that's changed management once or twice. And you, you got like the Shop and Go, which is where I always go. And then there's a uh, Mini Mart in the back roads of Lincoln Place. I'm surprised it's still open. But the, I heard the Scoop's good. I know for the longest time where Scoop was, that used to be, an, that was just a pretty much a, a vacant field for the longest part. And of course, you had the Elks on Mifflin Road. Now it's a dollar. Now it's a uh, Dollar General, which you know, wow. So yeah, that's just some sad news. I mean, Long John Silver's has really let itself go, but you know, I mean, I mean, we have a few of them in Houston. I went to one Long John Silver's in Houston, and the guy was that took my order was, was high for the most part. Um. I had to repeat my order to him five times the drive-through, and then when I got to the window, I had to, report, I had to repeat my um, order to him five more times. And he ended up giving me—I I wanted a um, a chicken and more meal, and I wanted to add a chicken plank. The guy ended up giving me ten chicken planks and ten hush puppies in one container, 
and a large Coke or Pepsi. I wanted some corn on a cob, but obviously that wasn't going to, you know, I was asking for too much. But I got 10 chicken planks and I got, and I got 10 hush puppies for probably, I don't know, six bucks maybe, seven bucks. I like the hush puppies and the chicken planks. So all in all, it was, it was, it was a score for me. I just won't go, I just won't go back there ever again. So some other fun things have happened. Um, Tony Brown posted his uh, picture of his helmet. Well, actually, no. It was a picture of his helmet. It was a picture of his write-up. He was written up, I guess, and he got fined. And people obviously, you know, Antonio Brown does the stuff to get people's reactions. That's what people do these days. A lot of them do. Our, you know, our president of the United States does a lot. I mean, at least he's doing it from his per- personal account, not the you know, president of the United States account. Although I don't follow either one, so I wouldn't know. But Clay Travis got a hold of it and I guess retweeted it and said, you know, you know, basically he wasn't taking a shot at Antonio Brown. He was just saying that athletes get away with stuff that we can't. Especially, excuse me, especially superstar athletes, because we couldn't, you know, post our our letter, our write up, and because you, you know. For us, write-ups are confidential. We can't really tell anybody we've been, we've been written up. And they can't say anything to anybody either. Although, a lot of times in private conversations, you find that they've been written up. So Clay mentions this, and of course, Nubias Wilborn, who's been a big Tango Brown supporter, he's, you know, he's been on the other side of the, of the argument in terms of the Pittsburgh media. He's amping up for Antonio to get his 10 catches for 140 yards and two TDs. And, you know, he'll get his stats. He will. But he's on the other side of that of the, of the whole debate. So, when Clay made this tweet, and to, I mean, Nubias had to swoop in and um, defend, you know, you know, Antonio's honor. But the thing is, he wasn't taking any shots at him. So, Nubias got some digs on Clay, and Clay took some digs back and basically said, dude, you cover the Pirates. Have fun with that game. And Nubias, you know, replied back saying, you know, my, you know, my work speaks for itself. Just because I work, cover the Pirates doesn't mean, you know, my my job is meaningless. You know, I've won several awards. You know, I can't really judge Nubias on, on his work because I've never really read his work with the Pirates. But then... The argument continued. I, I was going to roll the. I was roll, rolling the. Um, initially, the uh, battle, uh, you know, to Clay, but then the bias started waking up and getting some digs in the Clay. They're really good. I mean, I retweeted one and said, you know, I did the quote from Rocky Four where the, in the final round, where the announcers saying, "Forget technique. This is just a street fight." Then that uh, Chris Bruno, you can follow him at, at Bruno Pittsburgh. Mentions to me that uh, Nubias is fighting with a fake Clay Travis account. And I went to look, and sure enough, as much as I was hoping for a good Twitter war, we got not only a good Twitter war, but it was a, it was a hysterical because he was fighting against a fake account. And it was, it was downright hilarious. I mean, he was fighting with Ad Clay Tarvis, 
And Colin Dunlap mentioned to uh, New Bias, hey, you're fine with a parody account, but carry on. And at that point, New Bias just went after, he was going after everybody at that point. And that was pretty much the entertainment we had. And if anything, if there's anything that the, um, you know, the, the Pirates season could have given us, or, any, or the offseason for football is that, enter, that entertainment itself. A local media person fighting with a um, fighting with a, um, a fake account. Well, guys, as you know, the game is coming up. It's a high, we're playing Ohio U. You got to be up and ready for uh, for kickoff. And you may have to be up and ready for after the game, you know, if you're celebrating. So go to bluechew.com, enter the promo code armchair, and get your first order free on us. You got to pay five bucks for shipping, but of course, you have to do a survey and do an online consultation. And it, it takes maybe about a minute. It's all discreet. All the ingredients are the same as Vagar and Cialis, but it's a chewable pill, which means it's going to work a lot faster for you. It's going to be like Popeye's when you get your spinach, when he eats his spinach. You know, when Popeye gets his spinach, he gets strong all of a sudden and starts beating the shit up people. Here, you'll get your spinach and you'll beat, you know, you know what I'm saying. Anyways, guys, go to bluechew.com, promo code armchair. All right, guys, we got now Pitt, Ohio, and the, you know, the whole college football weekend. Now, I've taken a look at the um, the Pitt-Ohio matchup. Pitt's about a five-and-a-half, six-point favorite. Ohio last week played Rhode Island, and, and I watched some highlights from that game, and they, they really didn't look all that impressive. They lost a lot, a good bit of players from last year, but they did return their senior quarterback, Nathan Rourke. He um, he was the workhorse last week for them. He led them in, you know, he was obviously the link passer and he was a link rusher. He had, he had over 200 yards from scrimmage and he had three touchdowns. They were playing Frank Solich, so they're primarily a running team. So they're they're gonna they're gonna spread us out. They're gonna run the ball, and of course, given that given Solich's background, you're gonna see a lot of wrinkles from Nebraska in, in the offense as well. But as I look at this uh, preview from Hustle Belt, their Mac uh, blog, they point out Pitt's rushing rushing defense from last year as, as if that has some sort of bearing on what, this game whatsoever. Pitt, true, Pitt did lose two key guys this past week. Well, not this past week. They lost one guy. They lost one guy early, before the season began. They lost two critical guys on the offensive on the defensive line. But I think they'll be fine. Pitt's going to be tough in the secondary as well. I think Pitt Pitt will shut them down. And I think they'll cover. But uh, what are some keys here for Pitt? Obviously, the passing game. But before we get to that, what Pitt really needs to do is establish the running game. Because obviously... They start out last week trying to put the ball in Kenny Pickett's hands to see what they can do, and we saw the end result. The first quarter was disastrous. He settled down the second quarter, but then UVA uh, made some adjustments, and he was disastrous in the second half. So 
what needs to be done is um All right, I'm back. Sorry about that, guys. I had to pause the podcast because I got an instant message from at work because I'm working from home. But basically, we put the ball in Kenny Pickett's hands, and it was, you know, it just wasn't good. We got to establish a running game this time, and that's what we really need to do. You know, UVA, they they picked this up. They, you know, they made some adjustments in the second half, and we couldn't do, do dick. And of course, the receivers they got to do their part too. They they got catch they got catch passes, because you know, the one by Taser Mack was a was a heartbreaker. But uh, Kenny obviously needs to grab the bull by the balls, and he's got to be the man. And he's in year three, and I mean, given that Whipple's the offensive coordinator, he may have to tell you know. If, if it doesn't get any better, he's gonna, you know, he's gonna tell coach, you know, this isn't working. We gotta try. We gotta try somebody else. I'm not sure it'll happen, but we'll see. But you know, Whipple obviously did fix some things, but he can't fix can't pick it entirely. Kenny's gotta make the throws. He's gotta make the reads. He's gotta get the ball out faster. So on top of establishing the run. And Kenny, we got to obviously protect him as well. Offensive line's got to do a lot better. And a special team's got to do better as well. I mean, we shanked the field goal. And, of course, we had a pump locked. I mean, and, you know, we we, we spawned them points because, you know, the block punt led to a touchdown. And then the field goal, we left one. We leave, we leave three, three points off the board. That would have been 23-17. Who knows? Maybe it gives us momentum. But uh, I think this is it for uh, for Pitt. They got because right now everybody's picking them. Everybody's picking them to lose this game. They want them to lose. People are saying this is going to be an upset. So if I'm Petter Doozy, I'm putting a, 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 a you know squash this quickly because it's not going to get better. Because the schedule gets tougher. I mean, we got Penn State and Central Florida coming up, and we got to worry about if Penn State's going to score 80, 80 plus on us. So whatever whatever needs to be fixed, especially on offense, it's got to be fixed now. Otherwise, we don't have Darren Hall and Quadriolis and the Bellis out of these situations. We don't. We don't have the offensive line to bail us out either. So something's got to give. Now, looking at the rest of the ACC, Virginia's at home against William & Mary. So you can pencil in Virginia at the at 2-0 because they'll win that one. Wake Forest is playing Rice, and this should be a good matchup on paper. It does, but Rice took an early Army team to the end an Army team that, be, that dropped 70 on Houston in the bowl game. The spread's 19 points right now. Wake's favored by 19. But the thing is, is that Rice played a team that had an, that was an option offense primarily. And they, and they, ended up, they actually lost the game on a play-action pass. The guy was left wide open. And Rice really couldn't move the ball against Army. So they're playing, they're going to be home against Wake and 
Wake should win that game, and I think they'll cover. Because I'm, you know, I'm just not, you know, buying, you know, totally into what Rice Rice did last week. Syracuse and Maryland. This should be an interesting, interesting matchup. Maryland, you know, they scored seven on points last game against a cupcake. They're playing Syracuse, who play, who, you know, they beat Liberty respectfully, but. I like Syracuse in this one. It's at Maryland, though. In the spread right now, Maryland's favored by two, but I think Syracuse wins this one. Old Dominion, Virginia Tech. Um, Tech is at home. They're favored by 20 and a half points. Hmm, I go with Old Dominion. Uh, you know, they took Tech to the helm last year, and I think they beat them. They beat them last year as well. Yeah, I, I take the Old Dominion. Uh, I think Tech wins. Old Dominion covers the 20 and a half. NC State, Western Carolina. Obvious win for uh, NC State. Georgia Tech and South Florida. Things seem to be going a little bit down for uh, Charlie Strong at South Florida. I think for, I, I, I take Georgia Tech in an upset in this one. I think, you know, I think they're going to knock off South Florida. Clemson, Texas A&M. A&M played Clemson close last year, but Clemson was breaking Trevor Lawrence at that time as their quarterback. And it was at College Station. This time it's at Clemson. It's just, just the line 17 and a half. I'm kind of in between on this one. I, I like it, but after looking at it some more, I, it's really hard to say. Clemson, you know, A&M's coming in very confident that they'll they'll win, but I don't know. It's I mean they're coached by Jimbo. Jimbo knows defense, but I mean I'm just a little bit uh, torn on this one. I was I was gonna take A&M with the points, but I think Clemson can, Clemson may cover this, but who knows? You know, at seventeen and a half, maybe Clemson wins by eleven. Or 14, maybe, maybe two touchdowns. So maybe AM does cover. So, yeah, you know what? Clemson wins, AM will, will, cut, will beat the spread. Richmond and Boston College. Boston College obviously will start off 2 0. They win that one. Florida State University, Louisiana Monroe. FSU lost a heartbreaker. They're playing Louisiana Monroe and are 21 point favorites. Uh, Florida will obviously win, but I don't know. I'm not sure. The way things are going with Willie Taggart, I would I would take Monroe to, with the points. North Carolina A&T and Duke. Duke, obviously, winner. Uh, Louisville and Eastern, Eastern Kentucky. You take Louisville. Miami-North Carolina. This should be an interesting matchup. North Carolina comes off a emotional game when they beat South Carolina. And Miami has, had, has been off for two weeks after the heartbreak of Florida. I think I think uh, North Carolina falls down to earth, and Miami wins that one. Looking at the rest of the top twenty-five, we look at some more notable games. Uh, Cincinnati, Ohio State, Ohio State will win that one easily. Uh, Cincinnati, you know, obviously, you know, they be a, they be an overrated over UCLA team.
look at some other ones here. Um, Nebraska and Colorado. Nebraska's 25th ranked. I like Colorado in this one. It's, a, it's, it's, a, it's at Boulder. I think Colorado wins this one. LSU and Texas, that's the big game for our, for our, sorry, you know, for our Saturday. Sixth-ranked LSU, ninth-ranked Texas at Austin. I like Texas in this one. LSU is favored by six and a half, but Texas has got a lot better. They can play. They can. They can hang with the SEC teams. We saw that in the bowl game last year. It's at Austin, and I'm not totally buying LSU. They won a bunch of games last year, but they weren't really that good to begin with. They just get the hype that they get because they're in the SEC. Buffalo and Penn State. Penn State should probably drop 100 on Buffalo with no problem. Oregon, Nevada. Oregon's 16th ranked going against Nevada. Nevada upset Purdue. They're playing against Oregon. Oregon's a 24-point favorite. Mm. Oregon wins, but I think Nevada but I think will cover. And we get spoiled tonight, I guess Saturday night, with two late Pac-12 games, Washington, California, and Stanford, USC. Stanford, I like Stanford in, the, in that game. USC lost their quarterback. So, so much for that. Uh, California and Wazoo. I go with Wazoo in that one. Easily. Oh, well, guys. That wraps up Pitt, Ohio U, ACC, top 25. Enjoy the NFL, NFL games tonight. Bet, have fun, make some money. Plenty of good stuff out there. I'm looking forward to you know for the kickoff of the NFL season. You know, it's just weekends of drinking, pizza, wings, and of course, daily fantasy, fantasy football, and of course, sports betting. So, all right, guys, hell to pit. Have a good weekend. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.